really do. You're a 21-year-old punk fucking kid. This Grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by Grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Waltra from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop at Valley Farm Market with my man, Derek Marceau. What's happening today? You know, today's uh, another good day. We, uh, we always started off pretty much the same way because it's just, it's beautiful. I actually uh, got my buddy Corey today. We hiked Cow's Mountain before our workout and got to the top and it was, I mean, you can see forever. It was just a beautiful morning. Um, great day. And uh, this week's been going pretty well too for us. Yeah, it's this week's pretty, going going very well actually. Pretty exciting. We got to sit down with some uh, top executives at um, U.S. Foods and had a nice meeting yesterday about the our relationship and our marriage, we say, between us and uh, the barbecue event. So, you know, it's always good when you have people that are like-minded and uh, understand the vision because, you know, they're not just a bottom-dollar company. They're actually in it for the long haul, and um, it's exciting to, to see where this takes us. Sure, it's something that, uh, you know, this is a business and marketing podcast. We talk a lot about digital marketing. Um, we talk a lot about business. We share voicemails like you heard the one in the beginning uh, with a former business partner that was one of my business partners. Uh, business is messy, and the best that we can do is uh, just kind of share along the way and invite people that are doing really cool things, other entrepreneurs, other uh, people that are in barbecue business, sports entertainment, other people that are in media uh, we're getting to the point where we've come a long way with our amateur barbecue event and our professional barbecue event. Like you said, we're actually at a point where we can sit down ahead of time with, uh, you know, potential partners for these events, uh, which is really exciting because well, it's exciting for them too, because we, we give them, you know, it's that added value we can give them where we can strategically for the next nine months, eight months, whatever it is, we can really go after and see how we can, work with them and do what's best for them as a company. So if they help sponsor us and, um, you know, we'll do obviously, you know, with you and I, we'll, we'll do whatever we can for people that are behind us. Sure. And, you know, we're, we're actually really fortunate that we're in a position where we're actually getting ourselves out there as well. You know, going out to uh, national barbecue association, March huge. 14th, man. I told you that's a good date. We're, we're celebrating Derek's birthday. We're yeah. having a huge podcast meetup huge, podcast huge. party podcast orgy everyone can come and just uh, <laughs> hang out no it's gonna be exciting and i get to go see one of my best friends jeremy clary who was one of my teammates for a long time and um he's out in mansfield texas right south of uh, fort fort worth so mm-hmm. get to go see him and we get to go do this barbecue man it's gonna be pretty cool yeah national barbecue association it's i am bbq 2018 uh, check it out if any of you can make it i know uh Rub Your Meat Barbecue, our, our boys from uh, Phoenix, they've already confirmed that they're going to be out there. I know Rad. Best, Love bar- those guys. Best Barbecue uh, Show, another podcast is going to be out there, Barbecue Central Show. Uh, we're just looking forward to getting out there and meeting with the heavyweights, You know, letting them know what we're doing out here on the West Coast and what we're doing in California, what we're trying to do exactly. in Del Mar. And just shooting the shit, man. Just yep. getting back to the roots of barbecue and just talking and, and uh, the transparency that goes along with that that type of event is, is pretty cool. No one's really, you know, too uh, pretentious about stuff and everyone can kind of just get along and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So um, check it out. Everything we talk about today is going to be in the show show notes. Um, Layla and Corey, they do an incredible job to make sure that all those links are in there. So check out these fucking mugs, dude. Boom. New Behind mugs. the smoke. Hot shit. Coffee mugs. Yes. That uh, I got surprised with because Sean is on top of shit all the time <laughs> and uh, brought us some new mugs. So that's pretty cool. And what also is pretty cool is our guest today, man. We, um, Jennifer Reynolds from Sauce Goddess, who brings in us uh, some killer sauces at the store. We've created a relationship, and she's just a killer woman doing great things in this industry. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Robert. you very much, guys. I welcome. appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me on. It's our pleasure to have you on. And, you know, for, for Derek and I, you know, there's people that I've introduced Derek to through Cali Comfort and people that he introduces me um, through Valley Farm. And I know that to make it on that list, you have to be doing things correctly. So uh, <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the history of how you got your product uh, oh. into Valley Farm Market. 
Um, you know what? It's, I think, you know, <laughs> you guys are going to totally understand this. It's all about the connections you make, the people you meet, doing things right year after year. Um, Scott, downstairs in your <laughs> grocery department, yeah. called me and he's like, I'm at Valley Farms. You got to get in here. Yeah. These guys love local products. I'm like, what? Okay. And I'm in the door and I've known Scott for mm, 13 years or something like that. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I don't get around a lot making a lot of, um, you know, day to day sales calls as much as I should. I'm, a, I'm everywhere. I'm a one woman show. Right. And <laughs> so, so it's always nice when, um, everybody you know, sort of, we, we all help each other out and, um, well, it's relationship building and totally. when you can do that and you can have relationships with people and, you know, they stand behind you, you stand behind them at work. It works great. You know, Scott came to me and talked to me about this product and, you know, I'm like, Hey, let's try it. If it works, it works. And then trying the product. I mean, what you do is just awesome. I mean, Thank your you. sauces and your rubs. I mean, they're just, they're amazing. I, I really, really enjoy all of it. So Kind of go through a little bit the progress. I mean, how did you even get started in sauces? Okay, so <laughs> flashback to when I was probably like three or four. <laughs> my dad hated liquid smoke. Good for him. He for hated him right. <laughs> hated liquid smoke. I mean, and I didn't realize, you know, there was anything special about what he was doing. I just knew this was what my ribs tasted like. Right. I mean, he would smoke fish. Growing up, growing up where? Um, outside of Chicago. Okay. Then when I was three or four. Okay. And it's funny because I didn't even realize I was that young, but a few years ago I was back in that area and saw a, a woman that was, you know, like backyard, back fence neighbors with my parents. They were all in their, you know, late twenties, early thirties. And she's like, are you, that's your dad's sauce? That's that damn sauce that he used to make. I swear <laughs> it was the best sauce in the world and blah, 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 right. blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> right. I do that for a living now. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny how things work out? It's really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. And um, yeah, he hated liquid smoke. So I started with a mild, sweet sauce that had a little sherry wine in it. And I was making ribs for my friends. And they're like, what the heck is this? You know, this is fantastic. And, you know, and this is so... This is so close to other stories that you hear about people with pasta sauces, barbecue sauces. Right. You know, it's it's so close. There's a family recipe, and somebody passes on, and then their friends say, "Wow, you should really start a company." Yeah, but you have to do something about it. I mean, you have the, to do something the, about it. You know, people can tell you that all the time, and we talk about it. I mean, that's one of yeah. the, one of the things we love the most about this podcast is you know there are people that are passionate about doing whatever they want to do, and it takes. Action. Yeah, passionate so you gotta, enough. You got to yeah. jump off that cliff, and you know, how did you get to? Well, so what were you doing before? So I'm, I'm sitting. Well, I'm sitting on the beach at Law Street in PB, nice. where oh, I've yeah. lived for years. Epic. Where I used to surf in high school, where my Termaline. senior ditch day was, yep. yeah. all of that. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the beach with some friends. We're enjoying beer back in the day when you could actually crack open a can of beer on the beach. A, and a beer. A beer. Or you could well, bring we, a keg we, to the beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get serious. <laughs> you could dig a pit in the sand. Yeah. You could bury a pig. You could put beer. Whatever. Yeah, we took it. Spring um, break took on a different meaning back then. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It was really like, what were the pits like in the sand the yeah, next so day that you'd al fall into? We have <laughs> alcohol-free beaches now in San Diego, and that was past. I, I don't know, probably ten years ago. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Gonna, yeah. But yeah, it definitely made a, a big impact on trash and the family environment. Yeah. Um, it, did. It, it was a party. It did. It did. It did. Um, I was there the day before the. <laughs> the 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 lights went out in terms of you know sure. having a can of beer on the beach or whatever or a keg or whatever um but anyway I'm, I'm on the beach with some friends and they just they looked at me and they kind of threw down a challenge they said don't get old and wonder what if you ever did anything with your dad's barbecue sauce recipe and i went hmm, okay so i went home and i sat down on my computer and i searched i i hit like in you know search barbecue sauce manufacturing whatever what year was this and i'm not kidding this was um 1999 wow so i was on a cute little ruby red imac right if you remember before, those right yeah y, right before y2k before yeah the, right 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 the internet ruined everything right. <laughs> yeah so um or maybe it might have been 2000 but it was it was right in there and um and I'm not kidding you, the website that popped up, the banner across the top said, so you want to start your own gourmet sauce company, do you? <laughs> and I sat there and I stared at the monitor the and I went, stalking me. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, that is what I'd like to do. How do we start this project? So um, 
it was pretty cool. And I just contacted some people and some companies or a place up in Ojai who was a co-packer that made sauces. And in the beginning, it was like, okay, I need, you know, 20 cases of this. And we'd meet in Long Beach at the IHOP in his white panel van and my sedan, and we'd like exchange boxes. It was like some great clandestine drug deal. (laughs) Yeah, with barbecue sauce. Um, Started with two flavors, the sticky sweet one, which is my dad's, and the Mm -hmm. sweet and spicy, which is what I brought in. This is my triple award winner. This is my favorite. Um, I like a little heat. And I like brown sugar, and that's what this has. So, what kind of heat does it have in it? Is it like a cayenne? Cayenne, totally. What I call food friendly. Every right. day, pop it open. I brought one of the scratch and dent jars, so just go for it. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess I don't need to say that on the podcast, but um, I love the flavor and I like the lack of smoke. So think about it. You choose pecan or like white that. oak or mesquite or whatever. You actually taste that instead of tasting. A smoky finish. And there's not even any molasses in there, so it's like really low end. Um, highlight the meat. Um, a couple years ago, uh, my big promotion was show off your meat. Because seriously. Um, <laughs> that can go one I mean, of two ways. I know, I know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, leave it leave it to guys that are having a sausage fest. We're right. Having, we're having a sausage <laughs> sampler party for Super Bowl. Right. We, we, we dig it. It's cool. It's cool Oh, my us. God. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, so it, it lets you actually taste the meat you put that on. You put that on salmon. You taste salmon. You put that on bacon-wrapped shrimp. You're going to taste that. It just compliments no. it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't you know, slam it over the head and say, uh, this is barbecue. Right. Because technically, I mean, it's not barbecue. And it's funny, I was looking, um, you know, the homepage on my website that's got a picture of um, chicken barbecue on, on the grill saying, you know, make good barbecue. Right. Sure. <laughs> and talking to you guys, you know, talking to probably 80% of America, that's barbecue. Right. But sure. talking to you guys, that's not barbecue. It's that's grilling. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, for us, we've, you know, we've come a long way for a couple of San Diego kids to be talking about barbecue. You know, we're, our mentors are people like Gene Goykache and Arlie Bragg and, you know, and Randy, uh, those people, they've lived barbecue yeah. you know, and they've taken different parts of barbecue from different parts of the nation. And for us, you know, it's all part of the learning curve. Yeah. You know, cooking on fire, um, you know, cooking carne asadas, you know, right. what, what we grew up doing. Right, right. But uh, we're just we're just fortunate that we get to continue to learn, you know, continue to put ourselves in a position where we can, you know, go and learn from people that have been doing it for years. Yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. So who are you selling to at first? I mean, you get 20 cases of that's, that's quite a bit of sauce, though. <laughs> that is a lot. You know, I had... Um, I had my very first retailer was a store called Great News in Pacific Beach. Love Great News. They have since closed down. I can't down. believe they closed down. I know. Great Rob- News was incredible. Really? They were doing. They were the the retailer before yeah. there was. They put on those cooking demos. Yeah. Sam, the cooking guy. He was. He did. Uh, Brian uh, Malarkey. Classes um, there. Yeah. yeah there's a lot it was, of. It was an educational <clears> hub. <throat> you know, they were doing really cool stuff before. You know, any of any of the big box retailers came in. Yeah, mm. and they were really really doing great. Great stuff. Uh, local restaurant chefs would come in. They had Catherine. Um, Chef Catherine was the, you know, the kind of in charge of the, the cooking school and all that for the last probably 10 whatever years. But I approached, I approached the owner, um, Ron, because back in the day, I, I knew him personally, um, because my former roommate was his store manager. And so I, I had met Ron, you know, he and I had had, you know, glasses of port in my living room at a Christmas party. And, you know, so I, I said, Hey, um, so I have this sauce. Tell me what you think. You know, so that's, I took in the prototype batches before the 20 cases. Mm-hmm. I took them in and I said, is this something you think it'll fly? And he's like, Oh yeah. He said, this is delicious. It'll fly. And, um, and then, and then he, he calls me and he, and he says, so I never do this this time of year. It's like December 10th. Oh. Right. So I never do this this time of year, but I just wanted to know, um, could you have enough product ready for January 19th? Because we're having a, um, a local open kitchen and we want your, um, your sauce in here. And I'm like, uh, yeah. How much did he want? Do you remember? <laughs> I was just, you know, like four cases of okay. each or something like that. You know, it wasn't a massive amount, but I was but you like, hadn't made, you hadn't made one case. I hadn't made one case. Yeah. So I'm like, so I better get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I better get on that. <laughs> sure. So, you know, contacted the co-packer, got the formula all dialed in and had the sauce made and, you know, met at IHOP and, and all that kind of stuff and had got product for him for January 19th. And when was that? What year was that? 2001, 2001 January 19th. So yeah. That was, that was when you first got your Yeah, that's my my store. first order, first, you know, 
let's put this on the shelf and give it a go. And then, you know, it, this is, this is the total San Diego connection. Were you still working full time? Yeah. Or, yeah. So you're yeah. still working. I was still working full time till 2008. So 2008 is when you went all in. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped off the building with no safety. 2008 <laughs> so was a tough year to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> That's kidding, the year we right? opened up our restaurant. Yeah. 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 And if you can make it from 2008 till now, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're golden, You've got right? some good scars for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a super fun adventure. I mean, I, um, gosh, you know, the retailers in San Diego are so open to this kind of thing. Um, you know, uh, I, I remember that, um, uh, great news. They said, you know, you should really contact like, you know, Harvest Ranch Market and Iowa Meat Farms and those people and see what they say. So I go into Iowa Meat Farms and Jeff, the manager at the time is like, heck yeah, I'll take, you know, two cases of each. At the time, I only had two products. I'm like, sweet. And he says, oh, and you should go talk to Lisa at Harvest Ranch Market. I'm like, okay. And then Lisa's like, oh, well, you should go talk to so-and-so. And and you should go talk. And it was like this huge, you know, um, expansion without me even trying because they love the fact that the product was local. And back in 2001, there wasn't this, I mean, there was a lot of barbecue sauces, but there wasn't a lot of these boutique barbecue sauces. Like now there's a ton of barbecue sauces that are you know, boutique companies that are making great, you know, great ingredients. It was, you know, 2001, there was, you know, stubs and, you, you know, there was that, like a handful of big box. It was, type, yeah, we weren't know. even at the Whole Foods movement and the Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. We weren't even any, like, yeah. that was just about, to, it was all just com- about yeah. commodity products. You know, a lot of yeah. people weren't necessarily caring about the quality. They were caring about the quantity. Yeah. So yeah. as long as you can get a lot of out to the masses, that's what they really wanted. Yeah. Then... I mean, after a while, it's like, shit, that, that sucks. That's, that's not good sauce. When you have your friends who's, you know, if you're making it, you're like, that's really, really good stuff. Yeah. Then you start to see, you know, I, I'd imagine you had a lot of growing pains, like, you know, getting from one step to the other, but you start to see, like, there's a lot of growth available if you have a really, really good product. You know, you can make, make sure. And, you know, when did you start doing the, the rubs too? So, I mean, you had the sauce. So I had two sauces and then I developed a third one. Um, because I wanted a steak sauce to kind of compliment and it's, um, it's called big and tangy black pepper sauce today, but back then it was a steak sauce and it was big tangy steak sauce. And, um, um, it's, that was, that was kind of fun. Cause all my friends got to come over for ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'd be like, okay, we're doing another sauce tasting. They're like, Oh, good. I Perfect. said, you bring the red, I'll make the steaks. Are these, like, are okay. These, are these the same friends that yes. told you to put, jump off the cliff? <laughs> yes, you know? yes. 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 Yeah. We all need same those, supportive friends. <laughs> we all need those friends in our lives that they call us on our bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. I, I've been, you've been saying it now. Why don't you go do it? Yeah, and, exactly. But then, I mean, look at what, look at how far your life has changed. Oh, and God. You're doing something that's just so cool that so many people would love to get involved and do yeah you know but it takes that process it takes those micro steps that you had to do to you know start doing it not when you were working you know on your off right. time during your during the weekends <laughs> right. you know going to ihop and <laughs> loading up <clears throat> right. to get this stuff done and yeah. i mean a lot of it i'm assuming you were self-taught on how to yeah you know get a label design, get your logo designed. Well, it's interesting because the career that I was in prior to this and what my degree is in is actually the printing industry. So I have a degree from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Nod to uh, Santa Maria Barbecue for sure. Um, loved, love learned that. to learn to love that there oh, so <laughs> for awesome. sure. I love it too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I studied my degrees in graphic communication. So printing and I know just enough about illustrator to be very dangerous, <laughs> <laughs> just enough. But I had people that helped me out in the beginning, designing labels and showing me what to do. And, but I knew how to order printing. I knew, you know, some of that kind of stuff, just knowing the ins and outs of what's an efficient way to make this work really helps a lot in the beginning. Sure. I mean, it's, you don't realize how many different decisions you have to take to get to that final product. I mean, yeah. the actual, you know, the exact bottle that you're using, whether it's glass, whether it's plastic, you know, who's printing the label where it's getting printed <laughs> right. at, you know, are you going to be doing it until, you know, because it's cost effect, right. more cost effective that way. Right. Um, how did you do it in the beginning? Um, I got them printed right off the bat. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've done various labels digitally now, um, you know, just limited edition stuff that I might design here and there. And, um, but, uh, but right off the bat, I just, I went in with, um, doing flexo labels, right. uh, just because I, um, what did you say? Flexo flexo flexography. So, okay. It's a, um, it's a, 
relief method of printing, not too far from letterpress, actually. Um, but it's done on a roll with a soft rubber plate. Okay. Um, now I actually get all my labels done digitally. And the reason I do that is because of that jar that you're looking at right there. See that bright orange color? Yep. If you print that with the four process colors, cyan, yellow, magenta, and black, it gets a little muddy because the yellow is never 100% clean. But if you do it digitally, there's no mud. And so it's a really super bright color. And like, you know, this is bright red and this is bright orangey red. Um, you know, um, my relish jar. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it gives it a really bright intensity because there's no contamination because the inks naturally are going to contaminate each other. And anyone listening that's in the printing industry is just probably chuckling as they're, as they're listening to this because it's totally, totally true. But the fact that I went digital with a printing degree is just crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, because so I'm, I'm looking at this pepper relish. And is this like a, a relish that you'd put in like cream cheese and stuff to you make could, your dips? And... You could. I had it on an egg sandwich this morning. Nice. It was delicious. Oh, and I I, I stole that off your shelf, so I owe you a jar <laughs> of, um, of relish. Um, but I thought you guys might want to try it. That's the hottest thing I make, Derek. That's uh, it's scorpion pepper and onion. Mm. And that is a little bit of a labor of love. It took me a couple years of making that in small batches in a rental kitchen up in Fallbrook to really um, – you know, fine tune what I was doing. And we use Trinidad Maruga scorpion pepper flake in that one because the pepper is just so blazingly spicy. You can't, you can't go crazy with it. Otherwise you can't eat it. And and I'm all about making sure what I make matches with food still, you know, that it's something that you can taste and enjoy. And I think that's what people get carried away with sometimes with their, their hot. It's like hot just to be hot. Yeah. there's not a lot of flavor there. As, yeah. long as, as long as it's palatable and you can, you know, still eat it with whatever you're doing and it complements stuff. That's where it's that's where you gain momentum on, yeah. on a product. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that test kitchen. How did you find it, and why did you think you needed it? Oh well, because I wanted to fiddle around with just making flavors that I wasn't ready to go to a co-packer with, and so um, there is a company that I met at um, one of the shows that I've done. And they have a rental kitchen up in Fallbrook where they make their product and they rent it out to other people who want to make products. Um, they and rent it so, out by the hour, by the day, yeah, by the hour. Day, yeah, yeah. You know. There's a lot of kitchens all over, um, you know, probably the country that you can find that do that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that they've got all of the permits and all the licenses and you still have to deal with that on your products, but. Well, yeah. Also, um, if you're trying to get a temporary food facility permit, yeah, yeah. then you could utilize that kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Sorry. That's. I, just, a- I was just eating the uh, the uh, rub, and it was um, man, that's good. Thanks. Thank you. That's that's that the sweet and spicy sauce and that sweet heat rub are my two favorite products that I make hands down. I use them all the time. Well, some of the one of our uh, previous podcast guests uh, from Yard Pirates Barbecue, we said that uh, we were, you were coming on the show today, and they were all fired up. They were like, "We love their rub. We love their sauce." So <laughs> awesome. Obviously, you're you're doing some good things. That's awesome. Um, that's great. So you already have fans. How do you cool. um, how do you grow? I mean. You're you're in a lot of places now. So yeah, I'm in like 500 retailers now. 500 yeah. retailers. Yeah, across oh the country. My God. Yeah, the the biggest national retailer I have is Sprouts Farmers Market. Wow. And you know, again, so how many nods how many to the Sprouts? local San Diego uh, people, right? It's right? it's uh, they have almost 300 stores now. I mean, it's stores. way cool, and they're wow. as far they're in Florida, wow. Georgia. Um, really? I they're in I I believe. South Carolina, North Carolina, I think. I can't remember the exact in one of the Carolinas. Sorry, sorry, Sprouts. Yeah. Um, but, funny, uh, funny story with that, though. Um, I got a phone call from my sister, and she she had just she got divorced about a year, two years ago. And she met a new guy, moved to Phoenix, and she's like, look, he wants to barbecue. He wants to impress his, his family. It's my first time meeting them. And we're going to do a pork butt. And I need seasoning. What can you do? And I'm like, look, we make all of our seasonings, but let me let me look and see what what I can find you around where you're at. And I found the sweet heat. I'm like, oh, it's 
right next to you guys. Like, it's like two miles away. They went and picked it up and put it on. They're oh, just, that's awesome. They were in love with it. Derek, that's so cool. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean, they called me like, thank you so much. Cause I like walked them through the times and what to do. And they're like, well, you know, it made us look so good. I'm like, I didn't do shit. You guys did it. <laughs> yeah. This, this seasoning was good and, and you guys knew what you're doing. So it all worked out. Oh, that's yeah. really awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's so cool to hear. Tell us a little bit about how you go from, you know, what what was your first event? Was it a trade show or, you know, how did you get involved? Oh, first with, event. Let me think about that. Because you don't get um, to 500 retail stores by, right. you know, just by praying. No, 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 I, really, I really hope they're going to love my product. Yeah. My friends never see me anymore, by the way. <laughs> it's part of the grind. It's yeah, all good. right, right, right. Um, let's, on my first event, I'm trying to think. Um, it might have been Carlsbad Street Fair. Okay. Way back when. It's got a vendor booth. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think, gosh, Temecula Balloon and Wine Festival I was doing for a number of years. That could have been the first one. I've done the Garlic Festival up in Gilroy. Um, How did you strategically Encinitas. pick? Or was it just kind of based off of traffic, based off of the event, based off of if it was a barbecue event? In the beginning, it was whatever I felt like doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really, really um, haphazard in terms of where I was going. And I've done events in Ohio that were just horrible. Um, <laughs> actually, wait a minute. Now saying that, I do remember what my first event was. It was called... Um, you said horrible and that triggered, yeah. triggered, yeah, triggered, triggered, triggered <laughs> a nightmare. I don't know. <laughs> I blocked it out of my, no. my conscience. It was gone. No, no. It's, it, it, seriously, it would have been, it would have been in like 2003, 2002. I did an event in, um, Anaheim and it was at the Orange County Fairgrounds and it was a spicy food festival and it was a first year show. And there were no attendees. Ooh. <laughs> it was, I, I got to that's meet a, a rough, lot of people in the business. Event. I got to meet a lot of people in the business and some of them are still my friends today. Wow. Danny Cash at Danny Cash's hot sauce. He's out of Colorado. We see each other at fiery food and barbecue show every year, you know, every now and then we'll, we'll, you know, Facebook each other. I mean, it's, it's just funny. Um, you know, I met, I'm, I met, uh, JD Cowles from All Spice Cafe. He's now in Chicago. Um, you know, but, but, but it's funny to go back that far and we were all in business and we were all, you know, just, just, um, making it work and, um, suffered through a hideous show. And I told sure. myself I would never do a first year show again. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Because I feel like they have to establish themselves as a place to go. And I've broken that rule five times. <laughs> <laughs> why did you, why did and, you and, and, and twice it's been good. Yeah. And, well. and that's only because the promoter was so good. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Steve Seabury from High River Sauces. He owns High River Entertainment and he does a New York City hot sauce show. And then he decided after that he wanted to expand out and do one in California. And then he's got one in Portland now. Um, he's done one in Arizona one year and I think he's doing one in Chicago later this year. So he's, but he's a promoter. That's what he does. He's in the music business sure, and he owns a hot sauce company. So he knows what we all need, you know, a cheap right. booth with a lot of attendees that yeah. have tons of money to spend. And, you know, he, he sells them a VIP package. They get drunk and they spend a lot of money. There you no, go. I'm just kidding. Yeah, hey, no. Actually, that is partially true. No, absolutely. Um, you know, because they're enjoying themselves. It's an event and they're For having sure. a good time and they didn't spend 50 bucks to walk in the door and beers aren't $10 each. Yeah. You know, so they can enjoy themselves, have a good time and, um, and, you, and spend a little money with everybody. Did you farmers markets at all? I have done the Scripps Ranch Farmers Markets, uh -huh. the only one I've ever done because, um, Bev would let me go in and out, and I'm actually going to be there this Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I haven't done it in uh, probably a year. I'm going to do it this Saturday. I'm going to. Are you rolling something new out, or you just wanted to kind of get back out there? Well, I want to get back out there, but I also um, I wanted to make sure everybody has uh, the new relish um, at their fingertips, you know, because right. they might want it for a Super Bowl. Um, Smart. Yeah, uh, I thought that would be a good idea. I've yeah. also I've also got some um, hot sauces that I've been kind of collecting from some of my friends, mm -hmm. and I sell them as part of what I call grab bags on my website. And um, and I thought I'd bring some of those and see if people are interested in trying something new um, on their wings. You know, Grinders has a sauce called Wimpy Sauce, and you might have seen Stretch on TV. He's mm -hmm. a nut nutball. He's a great guy, but he is so funny. Um, but I've got some his sauce, and so I thought I might bring out some stuff. You know, some of my favorites that I've got on my website and just 
see if I can turn people on to them. Well, that's cool. It's kind of that's fun. A, that's a, what you talk <clears throat> about a lot is added value. So you're giving the the customer a little bit of something extra that they might not have, you know, might never, might never, you can never hear of those things or they never even knew they existed. Right. And now they try it once and, and then you're giving your buddies, you know, sure. I mean, some, some, some pub, you know, it's not like overkill hot sauce out of Colorado is going to swing on into Scripps Ranch Farmers Market and sell their right. multiple personalities, coconut hot sauce. <laughs> sure. But it's a really cool hot sauce. So what the heck? I'm going to bring it out. And then as far as like all the events, were there any like exclusive events that you really wanted to get into? Like or- garlic festival, Gilroy garlic festival is hard to get it's like into a waiting list. Or- it's a waiting list. And, um, and everything you sell has to have garlic, which luckily mine does. Cause I happen to love garlic. But it was, it's hard to get into. It's expensive to get into the health permit, the processes. I heard you guys talking about health permit stuff. It's right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I want to poison people. But anyway, um, um, you know, that, that whole process, it's really, it's about two grand to get a booth, wow. but there's a hundred people. That, what, a 10 by a 10 by 10, 10 or? by 10 wow. with only 10 feet of frontage so if you want we're not charging enough if you want if you want another we're not there yet yeah right right. (laughs) if you want another 10 feet of frontage you've actually got to pay another like grand yeah to have another 10 feet so you could have a corner booth you basically pay by the frontage um which i'm probably too i probably have too many products now to do that um and fit it all in 10 feet and i have people just go crazy because they can't see everything that i've got but um, that was a great festival to do. I mean, when you have 100,000 people that come ready to spend money, um, they're not just there. I mean, yeah, they're there to watch the live cooking and they're there to eat garlic ice cream and all that stuff. But they're there to shop. They're there to buy, you know, um, food and listen to music and, you know. Have, have an experience. They're there, yeah, to watch the chefs. They're there for the whole experience. And... um you know, they walk out of there with their, you know, their bags full and, and it's fun. It's, it's, it was, you know, eight people deep, you know, you're, you're saying, Hey, can you pass this sample back to that guy back there? You know? Now, was this just, <laughs> just you? That uh, no, I, I flew my nephews in, my teenage nephews. There, I flew those two in. Now we're my talking. best friend from college was there. <laughs> I mean, we had a blast and yeah, it was fun. It takes a village. It does. I mean, even though, you know, it's very impressive to be a one man show. It's, you know, there's a lot of support that has to go oh, yeah. in just to get you to any event. And I mean, the amount of time that you're required to be at events, we know because we put them on. We also participate in events. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to have a certain blood type. You have to have a little crazy in, in yeah. yourself too. Absolutely. I'm a fuck. I'm a sucker for events when I go there. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that person that fills up a bag yeah. of yeah. shit I don't even always yeah. need. You know, Absolutely. I'm just throwing it okay, in there. Okay. So, so here's a tip because you guys both have kids. So that, that, that child carrier, you know, to carry him on the back. Yeah. Right. What you do when you go to your next event, you swing that around the front. There you go. And you tuck in the legs, you know, so mm-hmm. someone's holding and you've got a giant shopping bag on your chest. There you go. I like that. I have seen, Hands free. I, I have seen Sounds people right roll up through. My alley. Yeah. There's yeah. guys that roll through the fiery food and barbecue show in Albuquerque in March. They roll through there and they've got their, that thing and they're just like, thanks. Great. I'll take that. And, and it, they just throw it right into that baby carrier on their chest and keep on walking. Wow. Got a beer in one hand, you know, and, and hands-free That's shopping awesome. and tasting, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's awesome. So you get you, you do e-commerce, right? It looks like yeah. there's a – and how, how's that going? Uh, you know what? It's going good. It's yeah. – it's um, I definitely need more um, more e-commerce. There's – there's uh, it's – I don't want to say low effort, but um, there's – it's it's um, it's much easier to sell online – than to be constantly um, doing, you know, store support and deliveries and all that stuff. I mean, I have distributors that do all my deliveries for the most part, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but you know, e-commerce to just be able to send an, an order to my warehouse and um, in the and begin- it ships in out. the beginning, you actually had to go and deliver. In the beginning, yeah, yeah, I was doing all my deliveries and I was I was doing all my UPS and and all that kind of stuff. And now I use. Um, I use actually a um, a facility here in San Diego. It's a national um, organization, national uh, company, or whatever you want to call it, called Arc of San Diego, and it's um, it's basically for uh, people with uh, disabilities of any kind. Um, so, challenged adults that maybe wouldn't be able to find a job someplace else, um, or you know, want to be part of their other programs and that kind of thing. 
Um, so they, they actually are my warehouse service. Wow. They store That's my really product. Cool. They ship, they pick and pack my pallets and my UPS orders. They also do, um, I have these little tiny spice tins. Um, you guys don't sell them because you, you sell shakers. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it just makes sense. Um, but the spice tins, they do the handwork for that. So, you know, wow. they not only help me out, but they help out a lot of other country uh, companies nationally. So it's a, they have different, they have four different facilities here in San Diego where people get bussed in and they can work and they go to art classes and, you know, and they can do the handwork, like, you know, putting an insert in a tin or putting a label on. And some of them are very good at getting them on straighter than I ever would be getting them on straight. <laughs> right. You know, they do a much better job of it than I would. So it's, it's great. Wow. So I'm looking right now and I see some popcorn. Yes. Is that retail ready? Yes. Okay, why don't I have that? You should have that. <laughs> okay, you should have that. Let's order it now. Okay, all right. I, I need that popcorn. Okay, I have ghost pepper. I have habanero. Yes. Which is called Devil's Bite. And yes. I have Moroccan twist, which is actually my Moroccan twist spice rub on caramel corn. That's the very first flavor I created. Okay. And then I've got sweet heat, which is that rib rub that you were raving about. I've got that on caramel corn. I want it all. And I'm so sorry I didn't bring you samples. That just no. sucks. I should have brought those for munching. I want uh, I want all of those. Okay. That's awesome. You got it. Yeah, I've won a lot of awards with those too because they're so unique and just fun, funky flavors. And, you know, who doesn't want ghost pepper on their caramel corn? Right. I mean, it'd be cool, <laughs> cool to have and just kind of a, a cool thing to have around the house and let people try. Yeah. Well, I, I can swing back out here tomorrow and get you some so you'll have it for Super Bowl too Perfect. in your store. Yeah. We can sample it out. Yeah. Shit. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know. Yeah. And then there's. See, you learn shit every day. Yeah, that's right. I'm there sorry. Yeah. Sorry I wasn't uh, pushing the. the uh, the well, envelope enough. The, the thing, we, the we, thing were just, we were just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Some people like to get pushed. Other people don't. I like, yeah. I, I like to get Derek pushed. Okay. To get, you wouldn't figure, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I like to know the new items. I like to know everything and, and, you know, not being down on the floor a lot. If Scott, he sometimes gets scared to come up and ask me for money to buy new things. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to come right to me. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's exciting for me to always have something new and, we're, we're in a world, you know, I talked to Sean about it the other day where with his Amazon Go and all this different stuff. And yeah. it's, um, what's going to differentiate myself from other people? And it's going to be our customer service and having the newest, coolest products and, and having the support and support of the people that have, support, have supported us. Yep. So we're in a community. I, I can only hope that Amazon Go doesn't come around here. Um, but if they do, you know, we're just going to work as hard as we can to keep that customer service and, and those local, you know, rubs and stuff like that, that they just can't get at a big commodity store. Right. So. right. And, and you know what? I don't see, um, I don't see your customer base with the, with the way your meat counter looks down there. I don't, I just don't see them going someplace else. Sure. I really don't. I well, mean, you know. Thank you. I, I always, I always judge my retailers by walking in the door and checking out the meat counter. Um, whether my product is located there or not, mm-hmm. I want to know who their customer is. And if the meat counter is just so-so, then I'm guessing they probably don't sell some premium rubs or as many of them as some of my other retailers do. Sure. And, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm just, you know, I'm going on a... Well, that's what you've learned. On a guess there, yeah. I mean, the, the, the places that have nice meat counters also usually have a, a pretty extensive supply of rubs, and they usually have customers that are interested in trying something new. So we have, we have a lot of, of uh, listeners that you know own different stores, butcher shops yeah. ar- around the United States. Can they just email you? And yes. Can they get it at retail pri- or at uh, wholesale? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. they just have to give you their certificates or whatever, their their license, yep. and you can ship it out to them, and they yep. can bring it yeah. in. Yeah, all of our spice rubs, I mean, we've got them in the little retail shakers in a, in a six-pack per mm-hmm. case, but we've also got all of them in bulk bags. So well, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, so if somebody doesn't want to do the... Um, you know, the make your own kind of thing with the dry rubs if they're not doing it from scratch. Or even if they want to use one of my dry rubs as like a starter. You know, I want to make this flavor, but I need something that's stable to start with. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of um, a lot of restaurants will um, – there's one in PB that they, they use my sauce um, – uh, crushed actually in PB. They use my sauce for their wings, but they also use it for a couple of other things. But they add something to it. 
because they want to make it their own and Mm -hmm. and so you know they're they're using it as a stable master sauce that then they don't have to you know turn around and you know you know from making sauces you guys i mean you start making it and it starts out first it's two gallons and then you're like oh but it needs a little more of this and and then you you keep adding and then oh but it needs a little more of this and before you know you got five gallons of sauce and you're thinking what am i going to put this stuff into and it's not good because you you didn't you didn't get it right (laughs) yeah it's and you know it's just yeah, anyway. Talk about creating the brand and the the logo and as far mm. as the design goes. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, how you were playing with the the logo and yeah. the text size and you know, <laughs> how it's going to look on the shelf. I mean, those things I think I think about it all the time. You know, yeah. it's like if 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 it's shelf space, you know, how are you going to stand out and you know, you were talking about the the colors that you picked right, and why right. you know, tell tell us a little bit about that. And I I use bright colors in everything I've got except for my black pepper sauce. Um and the reason I do that is if you go downstairs and you look on the barbecue sauce shelf, probably 70% of them are a dark color. They're black, they're brown, they're burgundy. They're not brightly colored. They're not, I mean, you know, the one exception might be bone socking, which is a white label. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but, but for the most part, they're really kind of all that same color profile. They're kind of the color of the sauce. Um, And so I have one that's burgundy. Yeah. I have one that's black, but then I've got bright orange, bright red, bright yellow. And so the family of products kind of stands out real nice. I think Um, it looks really good. And the black pepper sauce, it started out, yeah, it's it's always been a black label, and the funny thing is, it's always it's what I call my man sauce, <laughs> <laughs> because because probably nine out of ten customers that buy that sauce are men. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's the black label. I don't know if it's the word big. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but it's it's. I'm like, hey, that's my man sauce. <laughs> that's funny. And then it's but the sauce goddess, you know, as far as like the brand itself. Yeah. The, so tell, tell us about that. Yeah. So the sauce goddess came out of actually my other career. Um, in the printing industry, a couple of my customers used to call me the litho goddess because and 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 so i'm like well i'm the litho goddess i might as well be the sauce goddess right i'll be the sauce goddess and then i contacted one of my um customers so i was still working part-time in that from 2000 to 2008 and i contacted them and i said hey i need to make a logo Mm -hmm. let's make a goddess and so we go online and we start you know cobbling together basically all of these women's faces and hair and lips and all of this. And I said, well, she needs sunglasses. And, you know, so we just started putting together a whole bunch of things. And to start out with the hair that we used was much bigger. (laughs) It's a little too much hair. Where are we going to put the word sauce? So we made the hair a little shorter and a little less wide. And yeah, so, um, so that's how we came up with the logo. And then, um, you know, I've been through, um, we were chatting before the show. I've been through probably, I don't even know, 15 different label vari- versions. The first one um, had a hang tag. And after the first batch of trying to hang the tags, I'm like, well, that's going out the door. No way I'm using that. Let's <laughs> right? let's put all that information but on the actual why, label. Why did, why did you do that in the first? Because I thought it looked cute and crafty. Right. You know? So, I mean, <laughs> you're making conscious decisions. And yes. You, you want to do something that's unique that stands out that you know it's special to the consumer and yes. that they touch it and they're like oh that's a nice hand but then you run into the fact that like i can't sell it in 500 places with a little hand tag yeah right. and who, who am i going to pay to put that on exactly. and this was before i met the folks at arc yeah. i mean they probably absolutely could do that now but just it's cost prohibitive when you start talking about retailers and the subsequent markups and things like that that go along with you know, using distributors and, and all that, you know, you're the cost difference between what it's on the retail shelf and what it costs me to make is, you know, there's quite a difference. So sure. every, every decision I make that, that affects the cost up or down, um, you know, I don't want, I don't want to see a dollar price change on the shelf because I decide I want to put something cute on the jar right. <laughs> because at the end true. of the day, consumers are going to be like, I'm not paying 1099. There's no way I'm paying 1099 for that. Sure. <laughs> so, no, there there is a, a threshold. We always, my dad would always tell me about it. He's like, there is a number and you have to find that number. And if you go over that number, you're going to see when sales just stop. You know, for my dad, yeah. He wouldn't put anything over twenty dollars. Like nothing. Everything was nineteen ninety nine. Like if it was costing us seventeen bucks, it was like nineteen ninety nine. I'm like, Dad, we have to make margin. That can't. Yeah. Like if we're bringing in uh, Wagyu steaks, I can't sell it for. He's like, in his mind, he just couldn't get over that that number. Yeah. And, and you know, I did, and I and I and I moved it, and it still sold. Um. 
So thirty five ninety nine is your Wagyu. No, no it's actually kidding. twenty twenty nine twenty nine ninety nine, and I actually buy it for like twenty bucks now. So I'm still not making the margin I want to. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's you have to make those decisions, and you have to be hypersensitive to it because yeah. your consumers are there. There is there is that threshold, and um, uh, there's also an issue for me. Like I don't want to compete. I don't want to compete with my retailers mm-hmm. on my products. So. My website is a little bit more expensive than going into the retail location and buying it. And if somebody wants to shop on my website and they want to pay for shipping or they want to spend 50 bucks, 50 bucks, we'll ship it for free. Well, right. you know, we can take care of that. But I don't want to compete with my retailers on a day-to-day basis. Um, I could sell it for less and every now and then I put stuff on sale and things like that. But for the most part, those are the prices that I think are a good value price for my products i think my you know jars of sauce are worth eight dollars um because of how many you know (laughs) 10 pounds of meat eight bucks that's that's nothing (laughs) in the the big picture of things you know you could drop eight bucks on a pint of uh, ipa someplace you know or (laughs) or 13 (laughs) or 13 yeah exactly yeah what do you do for inventory um well um I use three different co-packers for my manufacturing, so I'm not making any of it myself. Right. We've got uh, NDAs exchanged and all that kind of stuff. So my sauce co-packer makes my relish and my sauces, and um, I just send them a PO, and they tell me when my PO is ready, and I arrange for a truck to come pick it up, and I have developed relations with trucking companies and all sorts of stuff I never thought I'd be doing you know, 20 years ago. Right. When I was just happy to be selling printing supplies and you know, you going on vacation. You didn't think you'd have to be tweeting 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tweet? Tweet, tweet. You mean like Tweety? Yeah, like Tweet, Tweet. <laughs> well, I noticed you guys uh, on fa- on your Facebook page, you, all, you also have a store. Yes. Uh, yeah, so but we don't use it. Don't we use don't. It. Yeah, we so don't do anything. People don't make any purchases through there? No. Not yet? No. It's, you know what? Um, you try to drive all the traffic to your website. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it all should be going to my website, I think. It, it matches my website. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, it creates it another. Yeah. it creates another yeah. process and another procedure yeah. that you have to to deal with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just it's a little bit of a of a of a pain to have to constantly monitor everything. But I'm looking at that, and that actually, see, that's right online. Everything's accurate except for when I put stuff on sale. Sure. So it's like it's connected to my website, but it's not totally connected to my website. Is there a reason why you put things on sale? Um, yeah, just get some, get some action every now and then. I think some people are looking for things to be on sale and, um, you know, if it's, if, if it's, if that's what it takes to get it in the hands of people first thing, um, then that's what I'm going to do. Do you sell on any other online retailers Mm -hmm. like Amazon? I sell on Amazon, Overstock, iBurn is a hot sauce website out of Houston. What do you Uh, find the most successful out of those? Out of those, uh, you know, I don't know how Iburn does because I'm, I just sell to them wholesale. Okay. And they fulfill, you know, from their site. So I don't know whether it's their brick and mortar store that's doing a, a great job or okay. whether it is, um, the website. Um, there's also a barbecue store in, um, Kansas City mm-hmm. called Smoke and Fire. Yep. And they sell products online and then they've got a big brick and mortar location and they sell my products. So, um, how did you, how'd you get into those? I met them at the fancy food show back in like 2003, 2004. Do you go to that every year? Uh, I either attended or exhibit this is that, past is that the one in Anaheim. Uh, no, it's up in San Francisco, okay. Moscone center. I just exhibited there a week and a half ago. Really? Yeah. A week and a half ago, I was actually in San Francisco. Two weeks ago, I was in San Francisco unloading my car and to have it you know, taken to my booth and all wow. that stuff. So tell, tell us about that experience. Oh, it's a, it's a huge food trade show. It's a many, business to business trade how show. Attendees, a couple thousand, maybe a couple thousand, but they're all in the trade, oh, you know? Wow. So you have, you know, the target market. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have not only the fine dining restaurants, um, but you've got barbecue people and you've got, you know, the buyer for whole foods, you've got Trader Joe's, you've got, you know, um, small markets Mm -hmm. smoke and fire was there again this year in place to they placed a a really big order they took advantage of my show special that i had (laughs) you know that kind of thing so um yeah yeah and i um i'll uh i'll I'll send you um there's a photo 
So I, I actually filmed a reality TV show last summer and one of the, it, it's, it's going to air this coming Wednesday nice. cool. on A&E. It's called right. Rooster and Butch. Really? So at seven, at 10 PM, our time, That's pretty it'll cool. be on air. Very cool. We're actually having a little uh, watch party restaurant takeover at Crushed in PB. Awesome. If anybody is in San Diego and they want to come out, 6 we'll, p.m. Yeah, can, we'll put, uh, when is it? Monday? Uh, next, Thursday. next Thursday. Get there early to get a seat. We'll put it. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it on the website. Uh, on the, in the show notes, the link to the, yeah, the, to the event. But but um, but the I guess the thing is, um, what was I going with this? I was I was talking about oh the show special. So anyway, so Smoke and Fire orders something and he wants the pop up that I had. So I made a mini me, you know, like a cardboard cutout of me drinking barbecue sauce. <laughs> and he's like, but I want that. I'm like, okay, well let me figure out a way to ship that. It's like you know five feet. That's so funny. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, so what? what's the show going to be about? Uh, well, there's four of us barbecue sauce companies competing for really? their investment money. No way. Yeah. Rad. Is it's, it real? Uh, yeah. It's reality TV. Yeah. It's, cool. you know, what? yes, the investment uh, money was real, for sure. They were, you know, willing to throw a million bucks at us. I can't tell you much more about right. the show other than... A reality TV definitely Other has than its be it's it, crushed it, and come it's, and watch it's it. twisted. <laughs> well, you know, you yes, you can do that. You can watch it at home, tell all your friends, whatever. Um, it was so much fun. I mean, I got to tell you, it was it, those guys are nuts. I've never drank more Miller Lite in my entire year. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, he's got a koozie on there. It's not Miller Lite. Oh, yeah, it's something right. else. Something else with a koozie on it. It's not a show sponsor. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Whoops. Anyway. Yeah, um, we we just we really um, we had fun, and the, the four guys that I competed against, you know, it's it's like going to summer camp, mm-hmm. you know, where you meet people for a week and then you become family. We, we've been texting each other constantly back and forth, you know, like, hey, um, I was on Paula Dean, or hey, did you see this? Or I've got these radio spots coming up, and you know, because we're all talking about how we're trying about, to promote this. You're tell them about the podcast. I'm absolutely going <laughs> to tell them about the podcast. You kidding me? Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. How did they How did they approach you? Um, I was leaving a gluten-free show in Arizona, um, and I was driving across the Arizona desert and I get this phone call out of the blue and my business line forwards to my cell phone. And so my personal cell phone. So I'm like, hello, this is Jennifer. You know, and I get this, um, so, um, I'm blah, blah, blah with a potential, you know, reality TV show. And we're wondering if you would be interested in an investment. I'm like, um, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. yes, sure. Uh, tell me more what's up, you know? And, and so, so we start this, you know, 20 minute conversation interrupted by several episodes of, you know, timing out because the cellular service in the middle sure. of nowhere is not great all the time. And, um, then there was a couple of interview sessions, you know, where they talk to you on the phone to see how you are and see if you're going to be okay on air. And will you answer their questions? You know, are you forthcoming? You know, and then, and then somebody, then we had a Skype interview. Um, and then, uh, then I, uh, was supposed to have an interview with one of the producers, one of the, so I had, you know, junior producer, junior producer, you know, that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, cause I have to see. Can you can you do what they do? So if you watch reality TV, you'll see someone standing there in front of the camera, and they're like, "Well, how do I feel when this?" Well, I feel blah blah blah, and they're kind right. of repeating a question that someone totally. asks them, yeah. and then they're giving the answer. So you have to be able to do that on the fly, which I think half the time I probably didn't do that. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, well, the way I feel about this is, you know, um, but but you know, it's it's a totally different animal. It's sure. it's super bizarre to to be thrown out there. And as an entrepreneur, um, you know, yeah, I had no clue where I was going. I had, um, no clue what the show was. You know, I thought it might be the guys from West Texas investors club, which mm-hmm. it is because I was flying into Midland Odessa airport. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but I didn't know where it was being filmed. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, they would just tell you in the morning, um, the van's going to be in the, in the parking lot at nine. I'm like, well, what do I need to bring? Just be there at nine. Um, how do I need to be dressed? Just be there at nine. I'm like, okay. Okay. Hmm. Right. You know, so if you're used to controlling your own destiny and a little <laughs> bit of a control freak, which I am for sure, it's uh, like, oh my gosh. Okay. I guess I'll just be there at nine and I'm not sure what to wear. So I'm not sure what to, you know, right. what am I yeah. supposed to have with me? Do I have my briefcase with me? What should I do? <laughs> 
you know, all but that you kind did of it. stuff. You know, you put yourself in that it. uncomfortable that position where you, you know, did you find out how they found you? Did they tell you? They were looking for a woman-owned barbecue sauce and how company. Did they, and how did they come across you? I just no surf, 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 searching online. Yeah. Woman. And so, you know, I'm so glad that one of my search engine things yeah. must be woman-owned barbecue sauce company. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. You better tag that. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. You miss it's out like, on those ooh. PR opportunities Yeah, no, sure. no kidding. But it was it was super fun. And um, it was the timing was a little bit weird on all of it. My um, my So... So my dad passed away July 5th and I had, I flew to Michigan to see my parents on July 5th and just hanging out, having a nice night. And one of our last conversations together, he was always giving me business advice. You know, he's Mr. Barbecue sauce, sure. Mr. I hate liquid smoke. And let me teach you how to cook a steak and let me show you how to, this is the real way to cook fish, <laughs> you know, take it off the grill while it's still kind of translucent looking in the middle. Then it'll be really tender. I'm like, okay, dad, great. Because right. we used to go fishing together all the time and I've caught a couple marlin and some albacore and all that kind of stuff. Really cool. Um, anyway, so we're sitting down and we're just, you know, we finished dinner and we're having this awesome conversation and he's like, well, this TV thing, this is on the up and up, right? You know, because he's asking me how my business is doing and how's everything going and, you know, just always giving me advice. And um, I said, well, dad... I said, it's on the up and up. It's A&E, you know, that's, that's the, this channel it's going to be on. That's kind of, you know, that's a big channel. It's, I think it's pretty much on the up and up, you know, I don't know what it's, well, they're not going to take advantage of you, are they? They're not going to make you look stupid or anything, are they? I'm like, <laughs> no, dad, I'm pretty sure it, it, it's, it's okay. You know, I, I, I think I can, you know, take care of myself. Yeah. So now if you watch the episode, you're going to just laugh. Um, it, those, those were some of his last words to me. Oh, we really? had a wonderful night and getting ready to go to bed and he sat down to take his shoes off and had a heart attack. And oh. I'm so glad I was there and I'm glad I got that one last hug and I'm glad I was there for my mom. And, sure. right. and I'm glad that I got to tell him what was up, you know, oh, what absolutely. was going on and, and all that. So and how good the sauce is doing and how good the sauce is doing. He's super proud. Well, and he used to love the fact that he didn't have to make it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but we're just uh, so happy that you got to come out and, and took the time to right? to talk to us. Um, Thanks know, for having it, me on. It was kind of a, a last moment thing, and you were bringing sauce here, and you know it, it just worked out great. So you know we uh, want to make sure that we can get to your uh, crutch, crush, 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 crush Thursday, crushed. We'll it's try on. To, we'll try to get there on Thursday and um, watch it. And then, uh, yeah, the show's airing on Wednesday night. So it's okay. actually after the show airs because I cannot, for the life of me, figure out a way to watch something that airs at 10 o'clock <laughs> on the East Coast or here. I'm, I'm not a night owl. So 10 o'clock here is like too late. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Crush is a restaurant and yeah. bar. They're not a typical PB bar that's open until 2 a.m. or yeah, anything right. like that. So, you know, they're more of a family place, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and they specialize in small bites, and they use my sauce on their wings. That's really cool. And we're going to do a little bit of a restaurant takeover, actually, on Thursday night. So That's really cool. We're going to tweak the menu a little bit and feature a little bit more um, sauce goddess uh, sauce. So really cool. it'll be really fun, yeah. Well, we appreciate that. We hope uh, the listeners follow you on social, at Sauce Goddess, and uh, visit your website, buy some of your uh, sauces uh, for you to come and share your story of how you got to where you are Um it, it means a lot to Derek and I. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for having me here. You no, know, absolutely. And uh, we, we owe some people some new uh, behind-the-smoke coffee mugs. Boom. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm in. So I'm going to pull the first person and uh, the first person to win the mug. We, we have two? Yeah, we have two. Two we're going to give out. Um, it's going to be Smoking Bears. Smoking oh, Bears smoking on our bears. Instagram. We will get you a mug. And uh, Sean, why don't you uh, pull the next one? Yeah, and the other one is going to be... Uh, at eat more barbecue um this is one of our friends up in canada um they actually reached out to us and let us know that they uh took a trip to houston they started a blog um and they've been listening to the podcast tuning in and now they're going to start selling some uh some t-shirts which are some pretty badass t-shirts actually they just uh, got the design support your local uh, butcher nice um, i need that one it's dot ca which stands for calgary but it works for California too. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, right. But yeah, he's uh, he's starting his own barbecue uh, business, and he supports the podcast. And we know there's people. Um, it might be your first time listening, which we appreciate. Uh, 
please subscribe so that every Friday you get to enjoy the day with Derek and I <laughs> and whoever we're lucky enough to bring on. Uh, if you've been, if you've been listening the whole time, we can't thank you enough. Uh, keep submitting questions, hashtag us behind the smoke. Yeah. And if you're out in uh, Texas in March, Oh yeah. BBQA, birthday party. Come out. Barbecue. Birthday party. Yeah, right. Podcast orgy. We're going <laughs> to have a, a Super Bowl uh, podcast, podcast row. That's what yeah. We're gonna do. That's nice. how it's going to go down. That's, well, thank you so that's much. That's pretty funny. Uh, we uh, happy happy Super Bowl, fellas and ladies. Yes.